So we have a, a, a treat tonight, um, and I'm going to introduce Bill Hernandez to you. He, Bill is um, on our staff. He uh, oversees the prophetic um, ministry here at the church. And uh, Bill and I have known each other for a long, long time. Um, but Bill, how many years ago did you start coming here to Blazing Fire? 2004. So wow, so like 13, 14 years. And, um, but we've known each other even before that a long, long time. Bill's just been a, 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 a rock in this region for Jesus for decades. Um, and, and in San Francisco for a long time before he was here. And um, so I just want to open, there's a part in the scripture that talks about receiving the prophet's reward, because Bill really has that gift on his life. And what that really means is receiving him as he is. In other words, a prophet brings a message the way a prophet does. I don't know if that's making sense, but they declare things. And so just get ready to grab things and pull them into your heart and say, yes, Lord. And when Bill shared with me some of the stuff that he had on his heart a couple weeks ago, I said, this is a now word. We need to get you up here. So would you welcome Bill Hernandez? How many of you have seen uh, Planet of the Apes? Yeah, you've seen Planet of the Apes? So in there, there's these people, and they're dressed like chimps, you know, and whatever. They have chimp costumes, you know. And there's this one, his name is Cornelius, right? So he has like a, a chimp face and everything like that. So I shaved my mustache once, and I look like Cornelius. <laughs> But it, Brent looks great. No, Seri seriously, I just couldn't. Oh my God, I was. Yeah. Wow. Oh, great. That's good. All right. Wonderful. I just wanted to um, share this uh, a little bit. There's a word that I'm going to be publishing, and I'm working on a website. It's called whisperoflove.org. It's not open yet, so don't go looking for it. But uh, the Lord has just kind of brought me to a place where, you know, he's wanting me to share, you know, like bigger words to the body. And it's really kind of cool. And so um, the Lord usually, he talks to me like everyday language, like I'm talking to you now. That's how I, I, how I hear him. And then there are times when the Lord comes to me and he'll stop and he'll just say, he'll say, I'm the Lord, your God. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. There were no other gods before me. He starts to talk like that, very formal. And when he does, I, that's the time to pull out my pen. And um, so when he gives me a word like that, it's usually for the bigger body, the, you know, the, bigger congregation. And I used to give these words all the time. And I used to, and some of them were actually published on Elijah List. And um, I used to interact with Steve Schultz, you know, and talk to him a little bit about the words. And he would publish them. It was really kind of cool. This is many years ago. So I've had many, many words published like that. And that was back 
in the late 90s and uh, late 90s. And then the Lord just, um, I, I don't know, my life was changing. So more recently, the Lord has been telling me, I want you to start doing that again. So, so he just recently gave me this interesting, really interesting word. And, um, one of, and it was, I felt like he was sh- saying, and I'm just paraphrasing in so many words, because um, it was kind of he- a little bit heavy. But I felt like the Lord was telling me that the Lord is going to be doing a healing across the land and every, visiting every single church. And he was going to be uh, touching pastors and leaders um, and touching their hearts and bringing a healing to their hearts and pulling weeds out, all the weeds of church growing up inside of them and around them to the point where they can't see. And he's going to remove that and bring, bring them back to their first passion, the first passion that they had to serve the Lord, the excitement and the joy of ministering Jesus to the people. And that he's going to bring that, the good shepherd voice back into the, into the church and into, into their hearts. And that there's going to be a, a move of restoration amongst the leadership. It's not to destroy leadership or to take it down, but to build it up, to restore it and revive it. And so that's what we're going to be seeing more and more. So that the shepherds, the shepherds will be speaking the voice of the good shepherd. So that's, I feel like that's what's coming which I think is really kind of cool. And so, um, <clears throat> anywho, so um, uh, I put together this, um, as I was putting together the notes here for this talk, there's just a lot, it's just a very broad subject, you know, and I felt it's going to be, it's called uh, Destined for Greatness. And so, um, and in it, so there's just a lot of, a lot of concepts, a lot of ideas, and I'm just going to share with you. And, and I tried to put together a cohesive outline. It was really, really difficult to, to do it because there was just so much. So I felt like the Lord was just saying, I just want you to just to take the notes. Here's some scriptures and open your mouth. And so I'm just going to share, you know, bits and pieces and what the Lord's showing me. Just kind of a, it'll be kind of a general, you'll see the thread through it all. Um, a, a couple of, about a month ago or so, um, I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, what, what do you want me to do? You know, what, what is my assignment in this world, you know, as a prophetic voice? I said, what's my assignment? I, there's many other prophetic voices and people in various ministry positions and whatnot. And they are, you know, they, they, uh, they each have their own specific assignment. Some of them have like a huge, you know, world assignment, and some of them have uh, congregations, and some of them have, you know, just uh, the, their, their assignment is to minister to their family, that kind of a thing. And I was saying, well, what is my assignment? You know, what is it? You know, what's my, you know, what is my, my true calling here, and what do you want me to do with it? You imagine you'd be thinking, well, Obviously, Bill, I mean, you are, you know, prophesying and, you know, uh, and, uh, and uh, you're a prophet and all that kind of stuff. And so how could you possibly think, you know, wonder, are you, you know, what, what's your assignment? I said, but I still wonder, you know, where do I fit? And we all have that. We all wonder, where do I fit? 
And, um, you know, even, even if, like, let's say you are, a, let's say, an evangelist, but where, but where do you fit as that evangelist? Where is that assignment? So that's the kind of thing that I was asking the Lord. I said, where is my metron, as it were? What's my sphere of influence? And so at that point, then this is when the Lord just kind of began to really condense this to me. And it was really kind of amazing. And then he, he was saying, um, he was saying, you are a piece of me. This is what he was saying. He says, you are a piece of me. And this is for you, all of you. He says, I took a piece of my heart and I made you for me. And you have a facet of who I am. And then he said, so you, that piece of me that's in you is the assignment. I am the assignment in your life. And I'm just kind of going, oh, my God. You know, it's just like, whoa. I mean, that's like really, really deep. And he said, he said, who am I and what do, you know, what do I do? And I said, you love. He says, that's right, I love. He says, and that's what I put in every single person. I put that DNA in every heart to love. That's the, bo the bottom line assignment to every single person. And I was thinking, wow, this is really amazing. This is really, really amazing. So I, as I was pondering that and thinking about it, you know, about like opening this up, you know, at the beginning and sharing this little bit here, I was sitting here and I imagined, I was imagining, and imagine this if you can imagine in your mind, that, um, you know, we were... Um, in Psalm 139, it says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are awesomely made. That God knew us before we were even born. So here we are. Here's heaven in the throne room, right? And there's the four creatures, and there's the angels saying, holy, 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 over the throne. And there is the Lord. There's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's Jesus, Holy Spirit, and the Father. And they're saying... Let us create, let us create Michaelia in our image. Let us create Todd in our image. Let us create Gabriel in our image. Let us create Suzanne in our image. When you think, and I was thinking about, wow, we were created from a piece of God. We are from eternity. We are, the, we are uh, there's a piece of holiness in us. We are glorious and holy. Every single one of us. Every person, every creature that was ever created was created from that holy place. And some of us are choosing to allow ourselves to be indwelled by the Spirit of the Lord 
so that our glory, our gloriousness comes fully alive. And there's people out there that don't have, the, have Jesus in their lives, but they're still glorious and awesome, just like all of us are. And I thought, wow, this is like, wow, this is like really so deep, Lord. I mean, this is like, I mean, all I wanted to know was, what do you want me to do? And you're showing me this thing? He says, I want to make myself manifest on earth through every single person. I want my persona to be made manifest on earth. My persona in heaven be made known on earth as I am in heaven. My personhood, my attitude, my behaviors, my de demeanor, my values, the things I love, my joys, my care on earth as it is in heaven. And I want you to reflect that with me, every single one of you. I want us to partner together to be this together on earth. Pretty deep stuff, isn't it? When you think, start thinking about this, wow. I think the thing that really kind of, um, really, uh, he wants us to be his hands and his heart on earth. That's what, that's, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And we're growing more and more and more and yielding the members of our body, our mind, everything, yielding it to righteousness and coming out of the world. That's why it's so important just to let go of that stuff because it's not Jesus. He's saying, come out of that. That's not who you really are. You are a new creature in Christ. You are a piece of me. You are a reflection of my glory. You are a light in the world. And so uh, I felt like he was just saying, so... Uh, you know, if you walk in the calling that I have for you, each of you have a unique aspect of me. Every single one of you is a little bit different. And, and if you are walking in the truth of what I called you to be, I, I will back up. I will back that up. If you walk in the truth of who you are, and how I created you, if you walk in the DNA that I placed in you from my DNA to yours, if you walk in that fully, I will back you up in who you are. And I will supply all the power and the anointing that you need to be all that you have to be on this earth for my purposes and for my people, which are your people. So it's our people, and it's for our body, for our church. And I will back you up with power and anointing. Wow. Wow. So 
I'm just thinking, wow, this is like really, really kind of cool. Lord, I want to, I, I want, I want to do that. I, I want to walk in what you've call, called me into. And, and he says, you know, he says, you are ambassadors in this world. You are, because you're a piece of me, and because you're becoming more and more glorious from day to day, from glory to glory, I think now I understand what that is, because we, it is glorious. And every time we learn something a little bit more, it's even more glorious, because we get to keep it forever and ever. And we are ambassadors of this glory. And the, the people in the world, this might be the only light that they ever see. I felt like um, the Lord was showing me this, this tree, and uh, you know, just more as he was trying to show, show me how I'm a piece of him, and yet I'm apart a, a from him. I have my own, we all have our unique identities. So we could choose to cooperate with him or not. But I, I choose to cooperate. I want to cooperate more. But you know, it's not, it's not like we're inviting a parasite into our lives that takes over and manipulates us. Not at all. Where our personalities are destroyed. I felt like the Lord is saying, no, this is a partnership. This is a love relationship between you and I. It's a relationship of respect, of give and take. If I can move your heart and I move your heart, you also have permission to move my heart too. You can move my heart. I just was interesting. I, was, I, I just watched this movie, uh, Stargate. Have you ever watched Stargate? Remember, they found this gate in Egypt, like this big round gate, and it allows them to travel to all kinds, all different parts of the universe. And in it, they, they discover there's a, this creature that created it, there's this person that inhabited a human being, but it was actually an alien. And basically, that alien took over that person's body Right? And so, so, and it basically was a parasite, but that's not the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> that person was basically destroyed, but we get to live forever and ever and ever and ever and ever in this holy union with the Lord, a holy marriage. We are each married to the Lord. We are. Our souls are entwined together, wrapped together forever and ever, which is really, really cool. And I, I felt like, I, I think that the Lord, the Lord was showing me, um, uh, you know, he's, he's saying, um, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. He says, every person on the planet of the earth has the potential to multiply the kingdom, every single person. And we who believe are called, our job is to go and get the rest of those people out there to believe and to submit their lives, to become multipliers and to be fruitful and to spread God's presence and kingdom. 
And um, I feel like um, all of us are like part of a, of a tapestry and every part of this glorious fabric is important and not a single one should be left out. I want every single person to be woven into that. And I was thinking about, um, um, so our goal is to weave everyone in through love, spreading the gospel, which is basically the Great Commission, right? So the Lord was showing me in Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, it says, you know, um, do you, if you recall the scripture, it says, you know, what you have done to the least of these, you have done to me, what you have done to the least of these, my brethren, you have done to me. If every single one of us was pulled out of the heart of God from that throne room and we were created, every person out there, and the Lord is saying, they be me. They be us. We be a us, right? And I'm just thinking, wow, that's like kind of deep. But it says it right there, what you've done to the least of these, you've, you've done to me. You've done it to me. And so I was thinking, I said, wow. So every single person out there, even if they don't have the Lord, they are a facet of the Lord that I want to come into, that I want redeemed. I want them to be redeemed. I want them to come in because I want to discover the face of God in them. They are a reflection of a peace in the face of God, just like all of us are, right? So I want them to, they are not a them. I want our brothers and sisters to come in. I want them to come in. I don't want them to be lost. It's unthinkable that they would ever be lost forever and ever and ever. I know that, you know, I was ministering at the New Age Fair this weekend. And uh, I was just kind of reflecting um, that about how many years ago when I um, was just coming back to the Lord in the early 70s. Yes, I was born before 70. Um, <laughs> And I remember back then, uh, you know, just as a, a younger Christian, as it were, the, any, the idea of even being around New Age people would have contaminated me. They are, the, uh, they are them, and, uh, and us Christians are an us. They're over there. They are accursed, and I'm over here. I'm no longer cursed. And so keep them away from me. I don't want to be contaminated. You know, or if I interact with someone that I knew it was in witchcraft, I go and get prayer. Please, I need to be decontaminated here. Can you spray me down? <laughs> but seriously, and then, you know, within it, you know, it just kind of like crept in this uh, elitism, you know, in this uh, spiritual snobbery and a us and a them, and I'm better than them. I'm in, they're out. And so uh, then here I am at the New Age Fair, and I was thinking, you know, my, my, have I come 
a long ways. Thank God I have come a long, long ways because all of these people are just beautiful brothers and sisters, right? And they have that potential. So now when I hang around people, when I'm hanging around people in the store, you know, they're not Christians, or even, even with all of you here, and I'm looking at them and I'm just thinking, wow, this is like a piece of God right here. I'm looking at a piece of God. I wonder what aspect of God this person is. What aspect does this person reflect? I was thinking, wow, that's like kind of cool, you know? And so even, even here, as I'm interacting with you, you know, as, let's say I'm interacting with Fred here, and I just see the Father's love reflected in him through the flavor of Fred, which is really kind of cool. I said, wow, I'm seeing the Father's heart in a special little way there. And I'm seeing the Father's heart right here in Brent's heart. And I'm seeing the mother heart of God in Suzanne in a special little way. So I started seeing things in a different light, in a different way. So there I'm with a, with a cashier person. And I'm looking at them and I said, I wonder what aspect of the Lord this person is, you know. And they could be brought to a place where they take full advantage of that, where the, all the lights turn on inside of them. That's the prophetic. So that's, that's what we were doing this weekend. We were prophesying over people. My favorite thing to do is to give readings so people will come in. I'm just saying, oh, please, God, please, I hope that they want a reading, not a cleansing, because <laughs> a cleansing is more difficult. It's like pulling out hen's teeth. <laughs> so they would come in. I, re, I mean, seriously, and people would come in and say, I don't know what I want from this list of ministry here. And the first one is like spiritual readings. I go, you know, probably sometimes the first one is, then from there you can go deeper. <laughs> I think I will have a spiritual reading. I said, all right. <laughs> But really, this, what we call a spiritual reading is a prophetic, and the prophetic calls out the treasure that's there. We talk about the treasure that we're calling out in people when we're prophesying. What's that treasure? The treasure is what? The peace of God, the peace of eternity that's in them, in its own unique flavor for that unique person. And, and I was calling that out in people, and it was just so awesome. It was really amazing. There was this gal that came in, and she um, was, uh, uh, she believed in Jesus, but she said that she was psychic. And I said, I want this gift to be redeemed. I want her to know the Lord. I want her to come in deeper with the Father. And so, uh, so there, I'm just kind of talking to her and just kind of prophesying it's like the father, the father calls to the, to the children, the father in us, heaven, the throne room of God, calls through us to them. And it was calling to her. And I was just telling her, I said, I said, you know, I really feel like the father in heaven, that God in heaven, he wants to show you 
his father heart God because she did not have a good relationship with her father. And I said, he wants, he's saying, come away, my beloved, into my garden of delights. And she's just kind of like froze, you know. And, he's, and I said, and he wants, he wants to call you his princess. And he wants to hear all the secrets, all of your secrets, for you to share everything that you want to with him. And she just, her, she just kind of, her arms went like this, and she kind of goes, <gasps> and I could tell she was on the verge of like bursting into tears. But she was just so, so, you know, yeah, so strong, you know, because she was abandoned by her dad. So she was like very, what's it called, self-controlled. Huh? What is it? Self-protected, exactly. Mm-hmm. Very self-protected. But it's like the father jumped over that wall a little bit and just touched her heart. So my, my prayer is that the Lord will bring her in. But to me, I'm just kind of seeing this powerful revelatory gifting in her, and she just has quite the spark, you know. She could be amazing for the kingdom. So that's what the prophetic does, and um, it it calls people up and out um, of the world. Um, uh, There was a... um, Did I mention anything about the apple tree? No? Oh, okay. So uh, there was a, it's kind of like, like when the Lord, as the Lord was showing me this whole thing about uh, our DNA coming from him in heaven. And then he was showing me, then he showed me this apple. And it was a golden, delicious apple. It wasn't a Macintosh. It was not a gala apple. It was not a sour apple. It was a golden, delicious apple. I don't know why it was golden, delicious. But I saw the golden delicious apple, and it fell from the tree, and it rolled down the hill, and it became a tree looking like the bigger tree. And he said, that's you and me. I'm the big tree. You're the apple that rolled down the hill, and you get to be your own self and your own persona and bear your own fruit with my flavor. Isn't that cool? (laughs) So truly, the apple does not fall far from the tree, does it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and every person on earth is, an, is that apple and I want to bring in all the apples and I want to pull out all the worms out of any apples out there, right? yeah that's right we don't want anyone turning applesauce at the end So um, as I begin to see this scripture, you know, I said, okay, if I'm a piece of the Lord, I'm a piece of him, everyone's a piece, and I can just feel a piece of his heart and a reflection of him. And I started reading scriptures in a completely different light. You know, I just started reading it. It just sounds different when you think about, when you think about, you know, there's your, your name is being called before the earth was even created, before anything, and you're being already con- you're conceived in the throne of heaven. Let us create Larry in our image, you know? 
And then just thinking about that, I said, wow, I'm from that place. So Psalm 139, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, or awesomely and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth and in your throne room. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. In 2 Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Wow. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. His persona in heaven, on earth, through us, our earth, through us, making his appeal. Isn't that kind of cool when you see this? And you go, wow, this is so amazing. And it's like the word just kind of means a little bit, I don't know, it just kind of sparkles when you think about that, when you think of your origins. Matthew 28, 19, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Everything I have commanded you. And everything that Jesus has commanded us is love. My kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. My persona on earth come to earth as it is in heaven. My attitude, my behaviors, my demeanor come to earth as it is in heaven. Go and show everyone that. Go and demonstrate that. Be that to the world. Be me. Ephesians 4, 2, it says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every aspect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And every part is out there right now. There are 6.5 billion parts in this world. And some of them are serving and some of them are not. And our work is to make sure that every single one that 
every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love, and each part does its work. Pretty cool, huh? It totally elevates us all from being just gum snappers. That just came out of my, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but seriously, from thumb twiddlers, it elevates us. It, this ennobles us. We are nobles in the kingdom because of this, right? We are kings and queens in the kingdom because we come from the king. We are royalty, every single one of us. Everyone, all six, five billion, and some of them are, are going to, I, I hope every single one makes it in. I don't want them to not make it in. I was looking over, there was the list of, you know, the, um, they were showing, who was it? Queen Elizabeth just recently announced, she said, and she's basically saying something about, you know, supporting Prince Charles, you know, as the next heir to the throne and all that kind of stuff. So then there's all these articles about who's in line and whatever. So I started reading through it, you know, and I was saying, well, wow, this is really kind of interesting. There's a lot of these people here, though they're in the royal lineage, they may never become queen. And there's like Beatrice, I think she's like number 50 in the line. So 49 people have to die before she becomes the queen. I brought that up, but anyway. <laughs> We're all kings and queens, exactly. But you know, not everyone is going to, you know, I think some people are, are not going to get the crown for whatever reason if they choose not to believe and not to receive. We got our work cut out for us, people, to bring them in through love, through love and re to love and respect them. Basically, we're. Like I said, you go up to them and you realize, I said, this person is a, a prince and a princess. This person has that potential to be a king and a queen in the body of Christ. And this person is royal royalty. And the Lord is calling us to treat everyone like royalty. It's quite the responsibility when you think about it, you know? As I thought about this, I said, wow, all these people are so special and they're amazing, whether they believe or not, you know? And I was thinking, wow, I mean, I, I understand, you know, Mother Teresa, all of a sudden it makes, all, makes this sense. I mean, she was ministering, she said, I don't care if they don't believe or anything, I'm just going to love them. She's just reflecting the love of God upon them. It's almost kind of like I was thinking, I want to... I, 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 you know, as I started going in the depths, as I was thinking, wow, everyone's so special. I think I want to become a Mother Teresa myself, you know? Well, you know, not like the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, something like that. More like the St. Francis, St. Francis of Assisi, you know, or something like that, you know? But um, to be there with the poor, 
that need to be elevated and to need to be called forth where the beauty is identified. You are a beautiful person and you have these amazing gifts in you and I want you to come forth like this gal. She was saying that she was a psychic, you know, and I'm just saying, you know, you have this prophetic anointing, come forth. First John second, first John two. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, his word love love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So what did Jesus do? He reconciled, he loved, he blessed, he treated people like royalty. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or a sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or a sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. So I'm going to reverse that. But anyone who loves a brother or a sister is in the light and walks around in the light. They know where they're going because the light has opened their eyes. Interesting. We, in 1 John 3.14, it says, We know that we have passed from life to death because... We love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has life residing in him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us to treat people like royalty like, and to love them, to bless them, and cover them, pull them out of the dirt. This one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. This whole thing about anyone who hates a brother or a sister is a murderer, I start thinking about it, like, wow, that's like really intense. But when I think about it, when, I, when, you, when you think about it, if that person is a piece of God, a piece of God's heart, right? And they are a reflection, they are created in his image, they're a piece of the Lord right, standing right in front of me, even though they may not be serving him, but nevertheless, they are a child of God. They are a brother and a sister. If we hate them, that image, that's in, that, the image of the Lord that created in his image, we're hating God in a way. And you say, wow, that's heavy. And I'm just thinking, oh, how many people have I, like, cursed while I'm driving. You know, sometimes I joke, sometimes I might say, you know what, I think I lost my salvation on the way over, but I've re recaptured it. But it's kind of like, that's kind of what it is. It's because I'm calling people idiots or something like that on the road. Or worse. But really, it's like, no, they're not. They're, they are royalty. 
they are representatives of God's presence. And he says, what you've done to the least of these, you've done to me. Gad. You go, yikes. What, what a um, responsibility we have here, you know? I believe that everyone here in this room has been, you've been doing stellar and you've been doing your best in loving people. I really feel like this fellowship here is a fellowship of love and friendship. And it's like the Lord, keep on doing it. Keep on growing in it. Keep on doing it more and more and more and grow in it. So being like Jesus, you know, I'm just thinking, I could never be St. Francis of Assisi. I could never be Jesus. He was like really perfect. I mean, he just kind of was so loving to everyone. He had all this incredible patience for everyone. I just don't, couldn't possibly be all of Jesus like that. I couldn't be that perfect, but at least I can make an effort. <laughs> and I am. I am growing and becoming more and more mature. More patience is coming in, more patience. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 13, it says, love is, what's the first thing? Love is patient. patient. So I've learned to be more patient. I hope all this is making sense. Oh, it is? Okay, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. I would encourage you that when you go and you read the word, go pick it up again. I feel, if you recall at the beginning of the year, I mentioned I felt like this was the year of the dove. But I also shared with you that I also feel that we now have permission. The Lord is saying, just ask and I will come. That we have the permission to enter in quickly, just like that, right? So if you ask, I don't know if you're doing this, but I, I encourage you to do that. Lord, Holy Spirit, come, and the Lord is going to visit you more quickly than what he normally does, that, than what he has in the past. And, and he's going to be opening things up to you more quickly. This is the time to listen. Seek him while he may, may be found. Now is the time that he can be found. Seek him. And so I encourage you to do that. So also what's, doing, what's happening is that he's also illuminating his word and bringing us back to the basics, every single one of us. I shared with you earlier about the Lord bringing the shepherds and the leaders back to the original, pa original passion, their original passion for the people and for ministry and for giving Jesus away and for loving people. So here, it's like the, that's what the Lord is doing for every single one of us. He's bringing us back to the basics, back to love, but back to what? Back to the garden, back to the throne room from where we came, from where we were conceived in holiness. We are each holy, every single one of us, holy, holy people. 
you know, if there wasn't lawsuits and thing like, things like that, maybe we could actually exercise that scripture that says, greet one another with a holy kiss, but that's courting lawsuits. <laughs> and, but I understand it, you know? We are, we, we're, we're family. Every, you know, we're all, we really are family. We are blood, right? We are all blood, every single one of us. Regardless of the color of our skin and our nationality, we're all, we're all the same blood now. We are brothers and sisters. And we're brothers and sisters with all 6.5 billion people on this planet. So what I, you know what I wanted to do here is, so um, I think, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to, um, anything else that I wanted to bring out here. Okay. All right. So that concludes my talk. <laughs>